You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And hey, we are live. We are live, Chris. Chris, I have to dive into this real quick. The draft is still going on, so I will be paying attention to it. It just seems like the Chiefs traded up to New England. But let's get into these New York Giants selections. I'm ecstatic right now after the Giants select Kayvon Thibodeau at five and then go and get that right tackle, Evan Neal, who has right tackle experience. Very important out of Alabama. Chris, how are you feeling, bro? I, I am feeling really good right now. Like, when the Jets selected Sauce Gardner fourth overall, this was a, approximately the best possible out- outcome for the Giants. Yeah, I had the Giants selecting Neil and then either Thibodeau or Hamilton. Yeah, you know, I thought maybe Wick Martindale, the emphasis he places on the secondary that could have put Hamilton in play for the Giants, but you know, for a long time, Thibodeau was the top guy on the draft board. He was still considered widely considered potentially the best pass rusher in this draft class. And for the Giants to get that and a guy I think is the best offensive lineman in the draft class, you know, I, I couldn't be happier. No, neither could I. And we've talked a lot pre-draft about the importance of the secondary for Dominic Martindale's system. Well, when Derek Stingley Jr. and rumors were kind of leaking before the draft that Derek Stingley Jr. was going to be the selection at three, and then you have Sauce going at four, obviously talent's going to fall to you. And the fact that the Giants were able to get Kayvon Thibodeau and not have the first overall pick, if you would have told us that during the beginning of the college football season, we would have been absolutely happy. We would have been like pigs and crap, as they say. <laughs> and the Giants end up getting Kayvon. They don't trade back, but they get Evan Neal as well. And I'm happy about this, man, because yes, Wink Martindale's system schemes up pressure, right? But that doesn't mean you don't want good football players either. People who can win one-on-one, people who can win the matchups that they need to, people who can set a firm edge, which is something that I feel like Aziz Ojolari struggled with a little bit last year. His run defense wasn't excellent. He wasn't, you know, O'Shane Zimenez in terms of being a run defender, but he wasn't really that great at it. Kayvon Thibodeau, bro, he sinks his weight, he locks out, he plays peekaboo, looks around blocks, and then he's able to shed violently with those strong hands. And honestly, when I saw his arm length, I think it was in like 33 inches around there, I was a little shocked. I thought it was even longer than that because that's just how good he is at sinking his weight and locking these offensive tackles out, keeping his own chest clean. Yeah, absolutely. He is a really polished technician. Like there's obviously things he can improve on, but he is – he knows what he's doing out there. And I love the fact that he comes with a plan every time he he's got a counter move already prepared. He knows how to play that chess game off of the edge. And when you combine that with the first step that he has that explosive get off, you know, I'd like to see him use it more often. And I think that will come, 
you know, especially with the coaching he is going to get with the Giants now. Like the, the Giants have a really good defensive line coach there. I mean, you know, the dude developed Daniel Hunter into a monster. So, you know, I, I'm excited to see what he can do with Kayvon Thibodeau. And, you know, I, I am a guy where it was a mental adjustment for me when the Giants hired Wink. Like, I, I really like what he is able to do, what he had done in Baltimore. But, yeah, I'm a defensive line guy. I love seeing pass rushers get after the quarterback. And now having Thibodeau, having Aziz Ojolari, having Quincy Roche, having Ellerson Smith, who, you know, we didn't get to see a whole hell of a lot of, but I think he's got a ton of upside. And who knows? Yeah, you know, we could see O'Shane Zimenez. We could see uh, Carter Coughlin even. You know, the, the Giants might look at him and maybe look at him as a poor man's version of Micah Parsons. I also think, man, just having Thibodeau, he's – Somebody you can do so many different things with because, like I said, he can win in the run defense phase. He's a really good pass rusher with arguably the best first step in this class. I think maybe Arnold Ebiketti or Boye Mafe, when everything's clicking, they can kind of be in that uh, argument. You think that's fair? Yeah, I, I think that is fair. You know, the, there are a bunch of guys who have really good first steps in this this class. A bunch of really good uh, jumping metrics, a bunch of really good 10-yard splits, but yeah. You know, Thibodeau, he is absolutely sudden. When he pins his ears back and goes, there aren't many guys who can keep up with him. Yeah, the first step, it's great by Kayvon Thibodeau. And another thing that I love about him, you can drop him into coverage, which is important because Wink Martindale's scheme, it's predicated on deception as well. So I think that's a huge part of this. And also, I think in 2021, you started seeing Kayvon Thibodeau try different things and kind of show that he has a pass rush plan. But I don't think it was always consistent in terms of him getting to his second move a lot because he was trying to hit with power, land both his hands on the chest. And sometimes you never really see him go to that second counter move that secondary move all too often. And I feel like once that gets developed, you're talking about a whole nother level of a pass rusher right there. And I think it's still like a lot of room for development in that area. But I remember this, this one play, I don't think it was against UCLA, but it was in 2021 where he flashed a, a like coffee house fake spin move. And you could just tell he was thinking because he was setting up the pass rush so many different times throughout the game to, to get the tackle to think one way. And then once he had that tackle baited, he hit him with something totally different. You could tell that he's thinking about his plan in his mind. It's just not all there yet. But once he's able to conceptualize that and then apply it on the football field, how high is the kid's upside? Uh, absolutely sky high. Like you look at him, he had a, I, I just had to look it up. He had a one, five, six, 10 yard split. That is, that is absurd. You, know, you combine that with a four, three, four short shuttle, uh, just under 10 foot broad jump at his size. Yeah. That is an incredibly explosive athlete. And yeah, he's going to be going against Andrew Thomas in practice. He's going to be going against Evan Neal in practice who, you know, we have to talk about him a little bit too. So yeah, he is going to get the opportunity to sharpen those tools, hone those tools. And once he puts it all together and gets, so he is playing fast every rep and isn't thinking quite as much. Yeah, he could be special. Yeah, I tweeted this out just after he was drafted, especially as he was coming up on stage. I was getting OB, OBJ vibes from him. You know, part of just the self-awareness, the assuredness, the swagger. You know, that's something the Giants have kind of lacked in recent years. And 
that really reminded me of a young Odell Beckham Jr., except, you know, at defensive end. Yes, the swagger and the confidence is definitely something that I can see exactly what you're saying. And by the way, one of my bold takes, which wasn't really too bold by the point the draft came up, something I said back in like February just happened. Quay Walker was selected in the first round over N'Kobe Dean and even over Devin Lloyd, which I didn't predict, uh, predict to the uh, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was... Uh, I saw some people speculating maybe Malik Willis could go could wind up going to the Packers. Yeah, it, we just had Kenny Pickett go well stay in Pittsburgh with the Steelers, which that makes sense. You know, when we talked to Mark Schofield, you know, my point with between these two quarterbacks was if I had to pick one to win now, it was Kenny Pickett, and the Steelers are in a place where they can win now. So. Yeah, they are. And speaking of winning now, I think the Giants are in a much better position today or right now as you're listening to this than they were even just mere hours ago before recording this when now that the Giants got KT and they have Evan Neal. So they addressed the tackle position. And I believe I tweeted something out where the tackles that the Giants have drafted throughout the history, they've only taken, I think, like five in the last, since like the 70s in the first round. And it includes obviously Andrew Thomas, Eric Flowers, we go back a little bit before that with Luke Pettigrew, and uh, I think it was 1998 or something like that. So now they have two of these first-round tackles, both within three years, starting with three years in their career. I'm happy about this, man. And Evan Neal, he's not perfect. I still think there are balance issues, specifically when he's moving laterally, attached to blocks, specifically in the run game. But you're talking about a six foot seven, incredible athlete who's very, very, very good in pass protection excellent with his hand usage, can handle counter moves, is smart, and he's played three different positions. I'm very, very pleased that the Giants addressed this right tackle position, and now they have Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas to protect whoever the quarterback is going forward in the future. Yeah, I saw that too with his run block, run blocking laterally going towards the B-gap. Uh, yeah, I noticed he would kind of get let his knees straighten, let his hips get a little bit high, kind of lunge that way. Yeah. And that's some things he that's something he needs to clean up. Uh, it, for him, leverage is always going to be a little bit of an issue, just because he is so freaking tall. He's six six foot seven and a half inches tall. That is a big dude, but he carries his weight at almost three hundred and forty pounds so incredibly well. Like he he is absolutely enormous, but he doesn't look like you would expect a 340 pound man to look. And yet I noticed looking between his 2020 tape when he was at right tackle and his 2021 at left tackle, he slimmed down this year. And to me, that is a good sign. Like you have to be aware and you have to put in the work in the kitchen, in the weight room to keep your weight under control like that. And I, I sincerely hope he carries that forward. Yeah, and I think that's something that we're all hoping because you look at what the New York Jets are dealing with right now with Makai Becton, who reportedly was at like 400 pounds after he suffered that injury. You don't want that to happen because Evan Neal seems to have the frame to carry that much weight, even though he's 340 or whatever. The dude looks like he's like a 275-pound tight end. It's, it is just something that's crazy. He was my number one ranked tackle. It was close between him and Icky with Cross a little bit behind the two, just a little bit more question marks there. But I said before this draft, my ideal situation was Evan Neal and I think Sauce Gardner. But my secondary would be Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. We got Evan Neal. We got Kayvon Thibodeau. So I'm freaking happy about this, man. What was your tackle rankings? I think it was the same, right? 
Uh, yeah, it was the same. I had Evan Neal as my clear top tackle, then Icky, then Charles Cross, and then kind of the blob of uh, Trevor Penning. The blob. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> Trevor Penning is not a blob, but no. the, the grouping of Trevor, Trevor Penning, Abraham Lucas, Bernard Ryman, and I believe I had uh, Max Mitchell kind of rounding that out. You're very yeah. high on Max Mitchell, and the Giants can I am. still address that, to be honest. I, I would not – I said this during our our preview just a couple days ago. I would not I would not be upset at all if the Giants struggled around and picked up Max Mitchell, especially at a value, like in the fourth round. I think he gives them great depth at both, both tackle positions. You know, if you could have two guys – actually, three guys, all of whom can play left or right tackle, have experience at it, you are in a better position than 31 other teams. Absolutely. And dude, I think we, before we get out of here, since we're only going over these two picks, instant analysis, I want to bring up the Eagles, man, because they did something pretty oh. unique. And Dallas hasn't picked yet. They're on and, the clock. Uh, yeah, they're about to be on the clock. I don't know who the Bills selected. Don't spoil it for me. I have the TV going right now, Chris. But the Eagles, man, getting your guy, Jordan Davis, and then also trading out of the first round to get A.J. Brown. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I hate it when Philly does smart things. <laughs> They're going to have to pay him, though. That's one thing I'll say about the uh, They A. already Brown. are. They, I think they already signed him to a $100 million contract. <laughs> but you know what? He's worth it. <laughs> he, is a, he is a fantastic receiver. And I, I think it will be... Very interesting to see what happens in Tennessee without him there. They, they went and drafted Traylon Burke, so they, they picked themselves up a good receiver to replace A.J. Brown. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of people immediately default to Derrick Henry as the engine of the Tennessee Titans offense. But, I, but you go back and look. Their offense didn't get to be really dangerous and really consistent until, ooh, okay, Kyrie Alam to the Bills. Okay, so they jumped, they jumped Dallas for that, which I find to be very interesting because Dallas wasn't necessarily linked to the cornerbacks. So that's something specific because the Bills, they jumped them for a reason and gave up a yeah. fourth-round pick or whatever it was. Because I'm thinking Dallas, they're, they're probably going to address the offensive line, maybe Traylon Burks, but both those top offensive linemen that I believe would be around were not, and neither was Traylon Burks. Yeah, you know, I don't know what – what Dallas is going to do here. I mean, it, it, it looks like Jermaine Johnson is still on the board. I'm guessing the Jermaine, I mean, the advanced analytics on Jermaine Johnson's ability to get pressure weren't all that favorable to him. Granted his finishing once he has pressure was elite because yeah. he converted like some astronomical number of his pressures into sacks, which, you know, is definitely ideal. But the fact that he's also 23 years old, I mean, dude, have him keep falling. I would double up on edge if that dude was available at 36. Obviously, doubt oh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, that. Yeah, we, we were all talking about him being a potential top 10 pick. But, okay, to, to circle back to Philly, yeah, the uh, I really credit Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown for unlocking Derrick Henry and that Titans offense. So now you get A.J. Brown, who is a super physical wide receiver he is a deep threat he can knock your helmet sideways and you pair him with devonta smith and you and the rest of that philly running game yeah they're going to have 
an offense you have to respect. And then Jordan Davis, who is going to be lining up next to Fletcher Cox, who is going to be between Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat. That is an annoyingly good defensive line They're They've got athletes across the board. They've got technicians across the board. And when you get a good offense and a good dangerous pass rush, like I said, I hate it when Philly does smart things. They got Milton Williams, who they drafted, who was like an incredible athlete as well. They drafted him last year on day two. It sucks, but I'm not going to lie. It doesn't take any wind out of my sails. I'm very, very happy with what the New York Giants did to address their team, to upgrade their edge position, something that we have been talking about forever. And last time the Giants drafted an edge in the first round was JPP in 2010. And I appreciate the fact that they selected Aziz Ojolari in the second round last year, but still they need an upgrade. They need Quincy Roche to be just another situational type of pass rusher on this team. And I also think Thibodeau can play some Sam for you, which is really important to Wink Martindale's defense. You know, you probably want him to be rushing the passer a little bit more, but like I said earlier, he can drop into coverage. You got the offensive lineman. Let's go. Let's roll into day two. I feel like we're in a really good position of three picks on day two. Start at 36, and we'll see who's going to be available once the first round wraps up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I tweeted out earlier before, I am very happy right now. The Giants got my top offensive lineman in the whole draft. They got a guy who could be the best pass rusher to come out of this draft. And I got tickets to go see Hailstorm this summer. So, you know, th- this has been a good night for me. I poured myself a little Angel's Envy. You know, I'm not, I'm not drinking it on camera because Ed would like us to be professional-ish. <laughs> this is soda. This is not whiskey over here. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're rolling with. And I have no idea what a Hailstorm is. I mean, isn't that something that's, like, not desirable, like a weather thing? I live in Arizona. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the, the band Hailstorm. <laughs> that's a, okay. Yeah, I have no idea who they are. But yeah, anyway. If you like good American rock, check them out. <laughs> sounds good but yeah i think that's all we have for uh everyone tonight so i don't have any comments or the questions i don't think i have access to that which is unfortunate but hey evan neal came on thibodeau love it chris any parting thoughts nope not right now just kind of waiting to see what the what dallas is gonna do yeah same here they are on the clock and they seem to have been there for a while so it, it looks like maybe buffalo jumping them gave them gave Dallas something to some, some decisions to make. Yeah. I, I almost don't want to roll out of here before we get to see that and react to it. So let's see that and let's react to it. Come and on, also, Jerry, you want to react right now. You want to react to Washington? Oh, Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. Love, oh. love Jahan Dotson. One of my favorite wide Same. receivers in this draft class, man. Such a good route runner. We waxed poetic about him on the wide receiver show that we did about two weeks ago. And now he's in our division. And to pair him with Terry McLaurin, who is also a very good route runner out of the Big Ten, it's kind of scary for our defensive backs. It, it absolutely is. They Two guys who are great route runners, great hands, great, great athletes just all around. Yeah. Jahan Dodson, he can beat you deep. He can take a short pass to the house. And we know what kind of monster McLaurin is, you know, when he is on. And they got Carson Wentz, which when he's healthy, he's still a pretty good quarterback. Chris, of course, has anybody ever, well, sorry, has anybody ever told you you kind of look like Carson Wentz? Uh, no, but <laughs> no. I'm also not 6'5". <laughs> it's okay. It's just the red beard, I think. Uh, it, that happens. At least I'm not getting Andy Dalton. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the worst for for you. Okay, okay. Pick Dallas is in. pick is in. Let's do this.
okay, we're going to wait and we're going to see this. We're going to react. I mean, I could see them going linebacker, even though they did last year. I could see them going with a Devin Lloyd or something like that to really give Dan Quinn just a plethora okay. of defensive weapons. Do you have uh, that pick? Early on, looks like looks like it might be Tyler Smith. Okay, they really wanted an offensive lineman. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, and that's a mean dude. It him, is. Him and KT going up against each other, that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, Tyler Smith's hands are a mess. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. They're they're tragically bad from what I saw. Worse than even Trevor Penning. But you want to talk yeah. about like a mean dude who can throw dudes out of the all, all the cliches. He can throw dudes out of the bar and stuff like that. Yep. But, so th- th- those will be some good matchups. Yeah. Maybe send maybe send Aziz after Tyron Smith and let uh, the two rookies get after each other. Because I think we all know. Uh, the Giants will be in Dallas for week one because that's what always happens. Yes, yes. At least it didn't happen last year, though, to be honest. No, but that means we're due for it again. Yes. Okay, let's see. Want to wait for this pick, and then we'll get out of here? Yep, it it is confirmed. It's Tyler, Tyler? Smith. Okay. Tyler Smith. Hey, I think that's um... – Definitely a, a pick that has a lot of upside, but there's development that's necessary there. We just saw Trevor Penning go a few picks before this to New Orleans and similar yeah. players in terms of development, high upside, but they needed help on the offensive line. They lost Lyle Collins. They lost Connor Williams. So, and a lot of their guys are getting older, man, which it's crazy. Cause I remember when Zach Martin was like a young up and coming player. And yeah. get on the back end back draft 2014. Yeah. yeah 24. It doesn't feel like 2014 was that long ago, but it also feels like it was an eternity ago. I remember when Tyron Smith was considered too skinny to play offensive tackle. <laughs> 2011 draft going yeah. back a ways, Chris. Going Not like, like two, 270 pounds. I'm also but, curious on what Baltimore ends up doing now. They got Kyle Hamilton. It's like, geez, man. I, I, I feel like they always just get value picks. Always. That Baltimore, they, they just somehow the league lets them clean up every year. And yet they see what they do, man. They didn't make the playoffs last year. No, I, I have a feeling they're going to be dangerous this year, though. I, as, as, even though they traded Hollywood, which, again, something else we should probably, you know, somehow it got lost in the insanity of these middle picks. It, the Ravens traded Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals, reuniting him with Kyler Murray, New Hopkins, yeah, that is again. That is just insanity. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be good for Kyler. I mean, Kyler obviously he has his issues with the Arizona Cardinals. They talk about it a lot out here on Sports Talk Radio. But they exercised his fifth year option, which you would expect them to do. Even if they're going to trade him or keep him, he's still a top quarterback in this league. And now you bring a, a buddy from college to him, and not just a buddy, but an explosive one, someone who's going to offer a little bit more speed than Christian Kirk, maybe not as refined as Kirk overall, but still when he's healthy, he's clicking and Kyler Murray's got a cannon dude and they could stretch the field. You have nuke working on those underneath dig routes and stuff with Hollywood taking the top off defenses. Could be, be, could be fun. Yeah. That that is going to be fun to watch. And we saw that with a, bunch of different quarterbacks last year we saw it with joe burrow we saw it eventually with jalen hurts i think we'll see it this year with trevor lawrence and travis Etienne. teams getting receivers to pair with quarterbacks that have already have a rapport that way there's really no learning curve like they already speak the same language they already know each other's tendencies yeah they have the rapport built in which is like an elite 
thing to share with somebody who's throwing you the football. Yeah, absolutely. So that the Cardinals were fun to watch already. They could be, yeah, that, that arms race out West has just gotten even more interesting. Absolutely. All right, Chris, is there anything else you got, bro? No, I'm pretty good. All right. I think we got to get Ed in here to shut this down, by the way. Yep. So we'll send that message. Ed might have access to the comments, by the way, which I don't believe we do. That, that could be, uh, we will be back tomorrow night. Maybe a little bit cleaner operation. Hopefully, (laughs) but either way, man, it's great to be a giant fan right now. You know, all the hope in the world is going on at the moment. You know, you have the fact that you landed two of my top five players in this draft. I'm sure it's probably two of your top five players. Consensus, two of a lot of people's top five players. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I think I could even go as far to say it's two in the top four. Yeah, I would like to put my – I know I had Kyle Hamilton in the top five. I think I had Stingley and and Sauce right around there too. Didn't have Trayvon Walker there though. (laughs) Yeah, uh, for me it was Aiden Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Neal, and Hamilton and Stingley. Hmm. Okay, sounds good. Big guy coming in here? Yep, and uh, apparently big guy is listening. So we'll see everybody next – we'll see everybody tomorrow night. All right, take care, everybody. It's been a blast. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.